0: ChumbaCasino.com. Jumba. No by the Eighteen plus and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello guys, it's Drew Gasparini here. From now we're talking with Drew Gasparini, and I'm just letting you know that you can now support our podcast by becoming a patron of our show on Patreon. That's right, just go to patreon.com slash NWT podcast. And for as little as five dollars a month, you can help keep this podcast alive podcasting is a lot of fun I'll tell you but it's a lot of work as well from booking our star-studded guest list to research writing hosting recording and editing for the love of God the editing and beyond this particular podcast is a one-man operation through and through so five dollars a month can actually go a really long way not to mention the perks you get by becoming a patron go to patreon.com NWT podcast to see how you can support us today hey special shout out to our newest patrons Katie Elizabeth. Becca, Thomas, and Sheena, I couldn't do this without you. And now for what you all have been waiting for the motherfucking show. (laughs) Hi there, it's everyone's favorite Powerpuff Boy, Drew Gasparini, here with another episode of Now We're Talking, the podcast that holds the world record for most chicken nuggets eaten in a single sitting. Today's guest has graced stages all over the world as an opera singer. She's a badass with a heart of gold and has made a seamless transition from opera into musical theater. She starred in New York City Opera's production of Candide, where she was discovered by the legendary Broadway director, Hal Prince, and has since gone on to play Christine in Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber's mega hits, Love Never Dies and Phantom of the Opera. She is currently playing Christine in the company of Phantom of the Opera, which opens back up on Broadway on October 22nd. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor to have her with us. Now we're talking with Megan Picerno. Megan, how are you as you take a big gulp of whatever tasty thing you have in front of you? <laughs> Hello. Thank you for being here on this podcast. I'm excited to chat today.
1: Yes, yeah, same, same. Hello. So
0: it, the last name is pronounced Picerno.
1: Oh, good. That's better. Perfect with your hands um, Did I yeah. get okay, so Gasparini.
0: Okay, what is the most insane mispronunciation of your name that you've gotten?
1: Oh gosh, what let me name the ways. Um oh, oh, one of my favorite is Pisserino.
0: Pisserino! Pisserino. That's, <laughs> that's what I say when I have to pee. I go, I gotta take a real quick pisserino. <laughs>
1: yes um no fun fact too that was for my mom was graduating from grad school and they were like karen Pissarino," and we were all like is that is that us like is that is that us
0: this is my favorite thing (laughs) that you just brought up was my eighth grade graduation which is like a silly thing to have like a big ceremony (laughs) for anyway you're graduating eighth grade so you're going from being a teenager to still being a teenager that's right and and, uh, you know, Gasparini, that's how it's pronounced. But when they called they, it, was, it was such vigor that they mispronounced this name. Not even close. <laughs> they were like, Andrew Kasparinko. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, you
1: you feel the Italian curse, yeah. There's panic and like extra vowels get added usually, so you know. But I
0: get it because sometimes I'm at an Italian restaurant and I'm seeing exactly what I want to order, but I get so nervous about mispronouncing the pasta dish or whatever that I just point to the menu like a child and I go, "This one, please. Can I have this one, please?" Uh, Megan, can we start with a real simple question? This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to talk to you. Oh, same, uh, same. I'm sure we know all the same people. I'm not. Have we met? before maybe we have
1: i don't think so and i feel like that should be remedied asap so well
0: we're we're remedying it right here virtually but in the future i'm sure you and i will just get drunk at an event together and that absolutely absolutely super duper fun where are you from megan
1: i am originally from chicago
0: love of chicago one of my favorite cities ever are you from the city proper or a suburb outside no no no
1: no suburb outside it's true it's true uh lagrange is the name
0: Lagrange one of the famous suburbs of Chicago obviously everybody can't stop talking about it uh, what When? so was it from there that you were like I'm I'm gonna go be Andrew Lloyd Webber's favorite human or
1: no 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 um, my parents actually as if this isn't Italian enough uh, they actually moved to New Jersey um, That's so good. we went from Chicago to Jersey uh, my dad used to work for Pfizer actually fun fact and uh, oh, amazing yeah and so uh, that's when I discovered New York City and I was like, can I swear on this show or no? No, I shouldn't swear. I,
0: I, please. I encourage it.
1: <laughs> Literally, I'm, it's always like, Megan, wash your mouth. I'm like, okay. Um, no, it's so funny. But like my mom and I took the train in and I was like, mom, put your phone away. We're New Yorkers. Yes. <laughs> so that was like my first taste of the Big Apple. and. uh blah, 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 blah. Went to grad school in New York. And that, which again, I was like, I will go to school here. Yes. And I did. And then, um, yeah, that's this, this very, very beginning, I guess, of it all. So,
0: and the, I mean, like, your voice is insane. I've like, <laughs> I, I haven't seen you as Christine in Phantom yet, <laughs> yeah. but I plan to.
1: Great, you should. And
0: go. I mean, I've known Ben Crawford for fifty-five years or something like that. <laughs> so I, I feel like I owe it to him at the very least to go see him in the show. Oh my god. Course, I'll come see you. But um, I found something about you that I thought was kind of funny and it has to do with a review about your voice. And since you're such a soprano, Do you ever get tired of the soprano life, by the way? Or or is it just like you have to stay so maintained? I feel like you can't just like smoke a pack of cigarettes if you felt like it. Maybe you could. Shit, I don't know.
1: No, you know what? Honestly, like if I was one of those singers that could be like, hey, let's party, babes, I would do it, but I cannot. So actually, our (laughs) drink is going to have to be very calculated. Like once I'm in show mode, I am literally like, Sister Monk, Megan, Soldier, yeah. silent. Like, I do the show, and then I shut up until I do the show or press. And, like, that's that's it. Like, that is... Wow. Like, that's how you can do the show all the time at your best, whatever your best is. And like, I've been doing it for a while now, like all around the world. And like, you know, that's the only way you survive, like in this role. She, I think Christine and and dare I say Alphaba would also be up there where you just are like- 100%. 100%. I mean, I I remember
0: reading articles about Ben Platt after Evan Hansen. He's like, I'm not talking to people after the show. That's insane. I'm not coming to your birthday party after this
1: fucking show. You see what I just did? (laughs) That's nuts. Yeah, no, it's it's true. Like you're literally like Yeah, and and a good day to you. And good day to you, day sir. Day it's you. wonderful. Yes. Yes, no. Um so that's actually how it is. So yeah, like it's funny too because like a lot of people when they meet me too, they're like, Oh, you're not like a ingenue soprano esque person, and I'm like, no. <laughs>
0: What is that? Like what would you cuz your personality is just vibrant and fun and loud and you know, we're Italians, we we're get Italian. loud, we you know. know. So a part of me is like you having to shut off after a show <laughs> goes against what your what your blood relatives have slammed into you.
1: Oh my god, you have no idea. Like usually like in interviews they're like you literally have this many minutes. I'm like, "Oh, wait, okay, I'll try to write it in." Like uh, because, <laughs> like and like this pandemic, forget it. Like all my introverted friends are like, "I'm thriving." And like now now it's like wow. I literally talk to people at the grocery store, at the bank, and like yeah. everywhere. And I'm just like, like, I don't even know what to do with myself. So, yes, it is extremely hard. Although, fun fact, I have found out that Siri, with some emotion now, can read. So I'll like type out a sentence and be like, hello, how are you? Wednesday, wow. That.
0: Wow, that is some emotion. Was that your Siri with some emotion impression? I really yeah. appreciated that. That it's- was <laughs>
1: It's true. Try typing out certain words and she'll be like, Wednesday. Yeah, it's true. Um, Oh, wow.
0: She's very excited about Wednesday. She's very
1: excited about Wednesday for some reason. Um, I feel
0: that too with the introverted friends and they're like, I'm thriving, staying at home. I'm like, I'm at the point where I'm just shouting at traffic to have a conversation. (laughs)
1: Listen, (laughs) I had had a favorite tree. This is true story on our, our little like, you know, our weird like I don't even know what to call them, like our back, back at turn of the century, like one hour walks you would get when you were on lockdown, like yeah. I had a tree that I'd be like, Celia, you're looking great today. How, how Oh my everything. God.
0: And it's, it's when the tree started talking back to you is when you're like, this ayahuasca needs to wear off eventually.
1: <laughs> Does it though during the pandemic? I don't
0: know. <laughs> no, I say ayahuasca it up kids. For everyone. Um, <laughs> Megan, the role you've been playing for the last 78 years is Christine in a a few different iterations. Is there a moment where you're like, enough already? I'm ready to place anybody else. Or are you like, this is like the gift that keeps on giving. And uh, are you just loving it?
1: Oh no, I love it. I mean, but also I think there's a combo, like, you know, it's the cool thing truly about Phantom is it's a legacy. Like it's been around longer than I'm assuming both of us have been born. Um, uh-huh. And so like, you know, I, it will come, there will be a time when it's time for me to pass the crown. And I, I think that's awesome. Like. Do you I, feel it
0: from the other end? Like, you know, it, the uh, Sierra Boguses of the world or whatever, when they're kind of done playing the role after a, few dozen years it seems like was there a moment where you like knelt before whoever was ahead of you and they handed off this this heavy weight of this iconic role
1: Uh, i wouldn't say knelt before it's like we're definitely like a sisterhood like it's so cool like yeah. And I went from Love Never Dies to Phantom, which I like Benjamin Buttoned. I think I'm the only one so far that's ever done that, like in that order. Done in reverse? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I am the only one. <laughs> um, but you know, it was pretty cool because also my journey's strange because that first of all happened. And then I opened and built with our Phantom Cast for the World Tour the new revival of it. So like I didn't wow. go in as a replacement. So I built love and never dies with our, our cast. And then I also w- built phantom. And so it was really not until I went into phantom on Broadway. That was the first time I've ever replaced anything in my life actually. And so, um, it was cool too, because like, I know so many of the Christine's like, right. Like when I first, like, you know, when people found out I was doing the younger Christine, they're like, okay, girl, listen, make sure you have ice for your back for this. You're going to want to do this. You're going to want, like, yeah. it's just like, yeah. cause it's true. Like it's, it's a heck of a role. And, um, it's a, yeah, it's more of like a sisterhood, honestly. And so you when it's your time, it's your time. I, I mean, I can't speak for every Christine. I'm sure there's been some that are like, no, it's mine forever. But like, it's been it's been amazing. And like, you know, when my time is time, it's time. And, um, and like, what a crazy twist of events that now here I am. Again, about to rebuild a show that is historic that's never been rebuilt before, ever yeah, that in history. Is amazing. And yeah. I gotta say, like, that's really exciting. Like, I'm so excited to see our cast again. Like, hugs all around, there will be tears, there will be laughter. But also, yes. like, what an opportunity that we get to come together for the first time since phantom was created and premiered on broadway that we get together as one homogenous cast and we get to like rehearse together from the beginning that is
0: i think that's great
1: that's amazing like
0: how does it feel i mean just like we just talked about this pandemic and you know talking to trees for fuck's sake how does it feel (laughs) how does it feel coming back out of the other end of this and getting to be where you're supposed to be and watching these theaters reopen and getting such an iconic show back up on its feet, you know, cause audiences are going to be losing their mind for phantom. It has lasted for like 35 years. There's a reason. People yeah. seem to enjoy coming so, to this damn show. And you know what? I hear Andrew Lloyd Webber needs the money. That's what I hear. I hear he needs the <laughs> money. Uh, so let's make sure we sell some tickets to this show, but like, how does it feel? Are, is, are there nerves or is it just immense joy through and through?
1: Oh no, let's real talk. I mean, like it's a mixed bag of it's all a ball of everything, right? Like sure. most of it, I would say, is exciting. But yeah. let's face it, you're right. Like we're finally able to go back to do what we were all born to do, you know. Yeah. And we're such a privileged uh, group of people. There's like it's like point zero 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 one percent that actually get to do what we're doing on Broadway, right? So like that's yeah. a real gift. And and for the last year and a half, we've been just abandoned a little bit to be honest like by, by our government like it's just pushed the arts aside as if we don't matter when it's the very thing that's been getting us through this pandemic I agree. and also will heal us all because let's face it we have some things to unpack for years to come after this pandemic happens so to be honest like very excited very emotional um yeah. and of course there's some nerves like I usually don't get nervous uh, often with uh, being on stage. Like I'm a stage animal. I love it. I love it. But yeah, yeah, like, I mean, you know, like uh, I have not been singing, like real singing in front of a lot of people every single day. Like I've been doing, like we all just kind of came to a halt. So it's like, get back on the horse, and, like, of course there's, like, little teeny voices that are, like, can you still do it? Like, I, like that's that's being honest. Anyone that's, like, oh, yeah, we're just excited. Oh, yeah? Okay, what does your therapist say? Because, <laughs> yeah, like, 100%, 100%. I A hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it totally, it's totally both, and, and yes, like, this is an iconic show. Of course, like, the trio is iconic, so there is pressure on Ben, John, and I to deliver, which we will, and, like, luckily we do have this incredible bond between the three of us. I absolutely love working with them. And you know what? I love Andrew. Like I love that he has been pioneering like the arts, trying to get us back up. And and, like, you know, it's like you want to do, you want to do really well for yourself, of course, but you want to do well for the show. You want to do well for your castmates. You want to do well for the audience members that finally that have been hungrily waiting to come back. You yeah. really want to deliver your best. It says for
0: something about like the theater people and the theater community, fans or professionals. Either way, like during this pandemic, what was so I, I'm not going to say fun to watch because there wasn't a lot of fun about any part of it, but like <laughs> there was a joy in feeling that you're a part of this community that's so scrappy that they're like, what can we do online while theaters are closed? What can we do just to make sure? we're giving, we're, we're nurturing our artistic souls, but we're also giving something to these audiences that are, are no longer getting what we usually have. I think there is something kind of selfless about that uh, mission that I, I saw a lot of theater kids go forward and and just try to continue in this impossible world of, oh, of no theater.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, let's face it. I think that performers, artists in general, are some of the most incredible survivors ever. And yeah. uh, and you're right. Like something that I, I've said in a lot of different interviews is like, we literally have been making stars out of dust here, like over the last year and totally. a half. And, totally. and how we've been doing it is with each other. I think that's the thing, like that sense of abandonment that I know so many of us have felt all over the world, regardless yes. if you're an opera singer or you're on Broadway, whatever, um, in a symphony, you know, we've come together and we've helped each other. We're like, all right, like we're in pain. The world is in pain. There's a lot of hate right now and a lot of fear. How can right. we do what we were meant to do? Even though it's look, let's face it, like singing on Zoom is fun to a point, but like it's not it's nothing nothing It's hardly
0: a placeholder. Hard... No, no, you know? it's not. Yeah. It's
1: but it's better than nothing and like we adapted and um we're also like ready, but like you know, a lot of my friends that already have started rehearsing in like Wicked and and Hamilton. Yeah. you know, it's it's a it's a psychological journey with the, your cast then too to be back together because yeah, you haven't been dancing every day, you haven't been singing, you haven't been acting, Um you haven't even like been like. Let's face it, I'm sitting on my bed right now with a blue screen behind me. Like yeah. this is what I'm used to doing. Like for like reality a year
0: and is half. new. Yeah,
1: reality. Is we new. we
0: just had. We just had these uh, in-person auditions for Karate Kid, which is the newest thing that I'm writing right now, <laughs> yeah. which is so fun and so great. And just going into the city at all, we had a number of people audition for us start just kind of crying in the middle of the audition because they're like, sorry, this is just my first in-person uh, audition since this all started. And it's like an overwhelming thing. I, You could see it. You, and we all felt it yes. behind the table watching these kids come in for these parts and the fact that it hits them so emotionally, I think that is something that is uh, kind of um, a common denominator with all artists right now. Is that just, oh my God, this is so heavy. It's, this feels a lot heavier than it than it should. Um, and, and it's, I don't know, it's, over, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, I'm gonna switch gears just a little bit here. I have this, I read this review about you that I thought was so yeah. interesting. <laughs> And then I I want to talk a little bit about reviews.
1: Okay, I wonder which one this one might be. (laughs) The
0: New York Times has described... I'm not going to read the full review. I'm just going to say the word that really (laughs) caught my eye.
1: Okay.
0: The New York Times has described your voice as attractive, which I think is a very strange compliment it's a totally a compliment but what an interesting review uh based on knowing that this is how the new york times has, has perceived your voice and the, from the things i've seen of you performing i just think you're absolutely fucking outstanding by the way. <laughs> thank you um is there is there a, a worst review that you've gotten that you could share or even a best review if you'd rather go that route
1: oh gosh um let me think you know well in general i can't tell you like You know, I mean, if I have been knock on wood, very lucky. Most of the reviews I get, if not like nearly all, are usually like pretty fucking great. However, there's always like one in the breeze that you're like, what the fuck? And like, you will sit there and you will like roll it around. You'll chew it up, especially your first, your first. And it may not even be terrible, right? It might just be like, was fine. And you're like, what do you Uh mean, was fine? What does that mean? Fine. Like, fine. Fine. I'm fine. Like so it's so funny. Fine gets
0: translated into the worst ever. You know what I mean? Like my my egotistical brain looks at the (laughs) word fine and goes, why do they think my penis is so small? Like I I will I will take it so far the other direction because it didn't satisfy me.
1: No, it's so funny how that works, because, you know, like as you start your career, because honestly, like, let's face it, like me going from opera into music theater, technically I'm still like a pup, a young pup in the music theater world. I crossed sure. over in like a crazy rocket launch launch fashion, but like, yeah. you know, I'm still learning the things, the steps and everything. And so, you know, you start to get these reviews and you're like, I'm a fucking rock star. And like, you're like, yeah. I'm untouchable. <laughs> I'm great. Everybody loves me. And then your first like either okay or bad review or or dare I say, and any fans listening, we know what you're saying. We know. Oh, yeah. My favorite. We actually- read the
0: message boards, everybody. Oh, we
1: see. We see. We see. My favorite actually is not a review, but um, I was singing uh, Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again on mm-hmm. Broadway.com. And like, let's face it, like David Lai is fucking brilliant on the keys, but it's a keyboard and me in a yeah. studio. Like, what do yeah. you want? Right? What do you want? Yeah. And some some ladies like well, she's clearly a mezzo-soprano. And, like, I about – actually, that I thought was really funny. And I was like, honey, please, like, have <laughs> you have you seen me sing, like, my coloratura shit? Like, I just thought it was so funny. And then, like, how people – I think the bigger thing is, like, you know, people <laughs> – and, again, this is, like, when you know you've started to have a real career is when people start saying their opinions, you know, because everyone's yes, got yes. an opinion now. And, yes. like, it's so funny to me that I'm like – Well, babes, if you'd like to give it a go, you go try. But I'm glad that Hal Prince and Andrew Lloyd Webber thought I was a good try.
0: There you go. You know what's really funny? I have to say, this is an observation I have about opera singers in in specific. Y'all are so much like athletes to me because it is a lot more conditioning than just like I don't know, reg whatever quote unquote pop singing, regular singing, whatever's not opera. That you guys actually have so much training and so much professional prowess once you get there that you're like okay junior listen let me (laughs) let me lay it out for you you think I'm a mezzo go check out my other shit and then come back and talk to me you know I just love
1: yeah same and then also too I'm like that's such an insult to mezzos everywhere you don't even know what you're saying (laughs) like no
0: yeah exactly
1: but but you're right I mean like in the vocal um arena like oh you know operas it's the olympics of singing truly but like I gotta tell you though like now that I've lived in the Broadway world and the music theater world for the last like four or five years, like there's Mm -hmm. something I I really love our community that we have because there is like a can do attitude. I have never experienced truly. And this is not a knock to my opera peeps, but like, it's not the same. And like the, the, the physical demands on in every and mental demands when it comes to music theater, to in my my experience, is far more demanding than an opera. Like opera, you usually get like 48 hours off in between shows. Yes, you're not yep. singing with a mic, but I have some news for you. I'm singing full out every day I sing Phantom. Am I yeah. using my whole voice? No, because then I'd be full on cal- Carlotta. Oh, that's what some other people think, too. They're like, your voice is too big. I'm like, also when I was 17, this is the voice I had, guys. I'm right, just saying right. we're Italian yeah like that's how it is but like so you know it's it's just funny because it's it's just it's incredible like what people in the in the music theater world can do is incredible like every single day to have to sing not have to want to but also bring it make it fresh make it new you know really and also i love the in the moment need and and i've really learned a lot about acting and which is so funny to say right but like really learned about storytelling even more living in this world and that is my favorite thing in the whole world and so like I when you said that. ben ben is one of the best storytellers i've ever been with on stage one and of my like, favorite
0: voices and actors tr- truly like he truly. just he he just has been for such a long time and and i love him
1: truly that's the thing so like i mean I, I digressed but anyway um anyway uh yeah you you always remember like your your you're and uh, by the way i read reviews even though like sometimes i'm like okay here we go because I want to know like what same technique? I'm the same way I want to know and like to be honest there's for anyone that's a young aspiring performer um composer etc though you do have to remember it's one person's opinion whether or not it's positive or negative like it's one person's opinion
0: Megan I am going to now read to you <laughs> my worst review oh, I like can't. This?
1: okay here we go okay.
0: I have it pulled up here <laughs> okay this is this is, and this is the first bad review I got in my he life. You
1: remember. Oh, you remember. I
0: remember, and it's also just, like, on the internet in perpetuity, and it's just there. I can refer Forever. to it whenever I like as a nice <laughs> reminder that this person fucking hates my guts for no reason. So, uh, I'd like to just make sure that everybody knows her name is Josephine Hull. She is the one who left this review. She is Wonderful. not a critic by any means. She just wanted to go on Amazon Music and shit all over my hopes and dreams. Oh, So the best. this is This is a review of my very first EP, which is no longer in print. It was called Small Thoughts. And uh, there's a review that says Fantastic Album. There's another one that says Delicious. This one says Very Good. Another one that says Magnificent. And then we get to this one-star review from Josephine Hull. And the subject is Yech! With an exclamation point. Y-E-C-H Yech. And this is verbatim what it is. Here we go. Absolutely horrible. Don't know what these others are thinking. They must be friends or family. It's schmaltzy, sickening, sounds like a million other guys, one of those recordings. Nothing on it is noteworthy, and this guy will never, in all caps, make it because he does not stand out. Lose the stupid cap, the dumb blog comments, and figure out a way to play music we haven't heard a million times. And then in all caps it says, save your money thank you josephine hull that was a review from 2009 uh, (laughs) on an album that stopped printing in 2009 so anyway i'm glad we talked about reviews because i was dying to read this to somebody and i'm glad that you were the set of ears that let me uh wait
1: one last note though is that the thing that actually like you know you do have to let it roll that off your back like i think people and like you know, there's a certain price to, like, when you start having a good career. Like, this is part of the price, right? Like, when you're a super famous movie star, you get the paparazzi. Like, it's this kind of stuff, right? But, like, yes. at the same time, I'm always floored that someone would want to take the time out of their day and yeah. write the most evil things. And I'm always just like, you know, if you didn't like it, just, like, don't say me. Like, why do you have totally. to, like, be like, this is shit. She should die. Like, I totally. don't, like like what did that bring you like joy i don't
0: i don't know like... but you know what it's bringing me joy looking back at it because i see the journey i've had and i look back at this comment and i'm like well i guess i showed her and the, like just recently when when the announcement for karate kid came out this guy tweeted at me some horrible like this doesn't need to happen and fuck anybody who's involved with this blah 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 and then i wrote back very nicely which was a mistake you should just let them no you let them go you
1: just let them go but
0: i was like i just encourage Anybody who says they're a theater fan to actually give the theater, you know, a chance before they start hating on it. And then his response was, and I, and I reported him, his response to that was, go fuck yourself, Susan. <laughs> I th- am, I, am I Susan?
1: Apparently so.
0: Well, this is now we're talking with Susan Gasparini, and we got our guest, Megan Picerno. We're going to take a break and then come back right after this. <laughs> we do a little stupid question?
1: Oh, please. Let's go for it.
0: Okay. I love stupid questions. Oh, me too. Me
1: too. I think they're so fun.
0: (laughs) And they just kind of give me a great insight to like a person's (laughs) mental state and Uh, emotional... Well, uh,
1: beware. (laughs)
0: Beware. I've I've been known to talk to trees. Beware. I (laughs) mean... All right. So here's some stupid questions. Um, What is a type of music or a band that you uh, listen to that your fans might be surprised that you listen to? Because you sing in the opera field and you're oh. in the musical theater world, so is there a, a something you listen to that might shock your fans?
1: Um, Possibly, please, although I feel please like... Please say Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. But indeed, I feel like in a past life I was definitely a rocker because most yeah. of my music that I love, even though I'm like, probably won't be singing it ever. I mean, I've got a Kiss shirt on right now, right? Like, oh, yeah. I love like... You know, I, I don't know. I literally, you, you, like, there's actually, they always make fun of me at, at the Majestic, whoever's conducting, because they're like, what's on now? And, like, literally, you can tell my mood, because it might be, like, Rachmaninoff, Concerto in D. Or right. it'll be, like, Led Zeppelin, or Muse is playing, or, like, the yes. Black Stripes. I don't know. Oh, or, or then I'll be, like, Mumford and Sons. Like, I just, I love rock and roll, though, especially, and rock and and folk. I, uh, like indie or indie because like they've just created this music i don't know it just speaks as queen you'll hear queen on like was that like
0: was your dad like a big led zeppelin fan like what was the music in the household when you were a kid
1: actually kind of yeah oldies oldies in quotes although I, i i I've been hearing that Britney Spears is oldies now, which I'm like, I know I
0: the nineties is considered oldies. I'm and having, it gives me like, palpitations.
1: Thank you. I'm having a midlife yeah. crisis, I guess. And I'm not even midlife yet. And I'm like, how is that oldies? <laughs> but like, you know, like real, like real oldies is. And so like, that's the thing. Like I didn't grow up in a music theater household. Um, yeah. I didn't, you know, we, and, but like that being said, like classical music, it was so funny. I think that's the same. Like, Classical music or, like, rock was on in my house. So, like, I love The Gambit. Love Being from the opera world, I obviously have been exposed and very, studied a lot in that arena, but I usually don't listen to opera. Um, I, yeah, I, I like rock mostly. Like, I like things you can, like, jam Good. out it's to. Gonna, uh, it's going to make like, you sure know? you don't
0: ever hate opera. Like, if you're listening to opera all yeah. day and then you have to go sing it, isn't that just kind of, like, suffocating yourself with something you love so much that you might end up, like, know. not
1: enjoying it? No, I don't know. Some people love that, but like, I, I don't know. I just love rocking out to stuff. Like I, I just, I, I my playlist could literally just be like, it will run the gambit, but, but mostly rock. That like you. that's my favorite. And like, if I could sing that way, I would. But unfortunately yeah. I've been giving the like voice instead. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a perfect so. example of what you'll see on stage in Phantom of the Opera right there. Everybody. Uh, <laughs> <were> just listening. <laughs> um, Megan, next stupid question, if you don't mind. Um, is there a cartoon character that gave you a sexual awakening?
1: Oh, 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 um, probably in a Disney, I haven't really thought about that's. This is my first, wow. You know, I've been asked a lot of questions over the years and this is the first time I've been asked this. I would probably say most likely in a Disney movie, it would probably be like Aladdin or like, oh my God, who's the guy from Mulan or the Beast? Or Prince Eric. Beast, I feel like it be But the Beast,
0: while he's the Beast, or the Beast when he, like, becomes that man at the very end?
1: No, weirdly, the Beast.
0: <laughs> wow. I don't know Well, you are means. Italian. Maybe you like a hairy guy. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, you know, who does do. it?
1: I love a chest yeah. hair moment. Yeah,
0: it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's all. That was a comb over from his chest hair. He just, like, combed it over his face. The Beast is just a hairy man. Um... Would you rather be, the next stupid question, and you know, if I were to answer that question too, I don't okay, know, okay. Uh, maybe, maybe Ren or Stimpy. I, think I was going to say, who is it for you? Me that, I mean, I would say Jessica that was Rabbit, your but sexual I feel like that's everybody. No, not really. Not oh, really. Oh, oh, yeah,
1: well, that's fair. Happy, happy, um, but Julie, Julie. Jessica
0: Rabbit, you know, she <laughs> good looking, she good looking. Um, okay, next stupid question for you is... Would you rather? This is a would you rather question. Okay.
1: Oh. Oh. oh okay. Okay. <clears throat> yes.
0: Would you rather be voiceless for one year, or have hooves <laughs> for ten years?
1: Oh, uh, voiceless for a year.
0: You'd rather be voiceless for a year. That might be a nice. You know, considering how much you use your voice, that'd be a nice little vacation. It'd be. It'd be nice.
1: I mean, like, there's other ways to communicate, so.
0: Yeah, Siri. We've we've learned this. We've learned that Siri can say Wednesday with a lot of excitement and and uh, and other things as well. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. That's a good answer. That is a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Last couple of stupid questions for you, and then uh, and then we'll chat a little more, and then I'll say thank you so much. But um, is there something that is illegal right now that you think should be legalized?
1: I mean, this could get like really political real quick. Uh, what What is means, happening in Texas right now? I was I just going to bring that bogus. up. Like as a woman. Yeah. Um, yes, I think that uh, that should not have happened. I don't think that women should have their bodies controlled by the government.
0: Yeah, they're blowing it over there. It is insane. They won't put mask mandates yeah. on, but they'll remove your reproductive rights. Isn't that nice? That's nice. Go, Texas.
1: Correct. Jesus <clears throat> I think that is absolutely un- unbelievable uh I yeah I think uh, a woman's body is a woman's body and she should have the right to be able to do what she chooses so fit to do
0: thank so, you for uh, answering yes. so uh, appropriately and succinctly and I hope that what you just said is heard by enough people to uh, continue the fight for all the good things instead of you know, the morons who end up making these decisions. Uh, thank you for saying that. My last stupid question Correct. for you, Megan. Last stupid question. And you Good have time. to answer. This is gun to your head. You have to answer. I don't even care okay.
1: if you're All right, all right.
0: <laughs> what is your least favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber show?
1: Uh, okay, in fairness, I actually don't know because I have not seen all of them.
0: I hope you heard that. Andrew, Lord Lord Webber, if you're listening, she's not a fan. She hasn't seen all your work. She's simply not a fan.
1: That is not true. I am <laughs> definitely a super fan. How dare. How dare. No, but how I dare. haven't seen them all, so I couldn't accurately say anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, do you think that <laughs> uh, the title for the sequel for uh, Phantom of the Opera, what is it? Love Never Dies, right? That's what it's called? It doesn't that sound like a James Bond movie?
1: <laughs> you know, it's so funny you say that because uh, a fan had put together this um, conglomeration of me and Alex uh, Brightman from rock, um, School of Rock School and it of said Rock, rock yeah. Never Dies. Yes, and I was <laughs> like, "This is the best thing I've ever seen." <laughs> uh,
0: amazing! That is badass.
1: I would love to be a secret agent, so I'm okay with that.
0: That is badass. You know, that's when I met Andrew Lloyd Weber. I'm I'm it's wildly known throughout the industry that Alex Brightman and I are best, best friends. And I, it was so exciting watching him originate that role in School of Rock. And I was, you know, I was kind of his plus one at these events with uh, our, our little group of friends. And it was just <laughs> so fun. And I actually got like these amazing and very strange and kind of inebriated conversations in with Andrew Lloyd Weber And it was it was amazing because he's such a legendary Broadway, uh, musical theater writer, but there's someone else that you got to meet. And I want to ask quickly, uh, what was it like getting to know Hal Prince?
1: Oh, Hal was just, oh man. I mean, extraordinary doesn't begin to say, but I mean, and so wonderful and open and kind and brilliant and, I mean, let's face it. Like I got him right. I I got, he took me under his wing right at the end of his life. And I I honestly felt robbed. I was so obviously so upset that he had passed, but he changed my life. He literally changed my life. And he's the one that basically like introduced me to the world of Andrew Lloyd Webber. And like, you know, and Andrew Lloyd Webber is also brilliant. And I love working with Andrew. And, um, but how there's something so special about him that, you know, and his family, they literally just take you in. And, yeah. um, and you know what I really love is how, like how people, you can always tell who's a Hal person. They're a little kind <sighs> of, well, they're like me. They're a little, they're a little quirky. They're a little off there's darkness, but there's brightness. Like there's, yeah. there's just something. So like when you go and see other people that like, you know, also like how has touched their lives so much. Cause there's so many people truly. Um, it's like this wonderful family. Um, there's just, there's that spark. There's a mischief in everyone, cause that's how Hal was. Like he was really, yeah. and like you know, funny and like and like hard. Like you better fucking do like what yeah. like, he what he wanted, and that's like what and Andrew knows what he wants. He is a genius. Yeah. He knows what he wants, and like that's what's so incredible. Like you want to bring it because you're like yes, like you know. And so I, oh Hal, yeah Hal, Hal will forever ever be with me. Like he's he's very special in my life, and. Fr- he will always be special to me.
0: So. He is a missed, uh, missed entity out here in the Broadway community. Yeah. I, I've, I've never gotten the chance to meet him, or I never had the chance to work with him or anything, obviously. And, and uh, you know, he, he passed away a year, a couple years ago. Mm. Um, but th- I, every time I meet somebody who's gotten the the privilege to work with them, they all say the same thing. Yeah. And I, I, it just kind of warms my heart. Uh, there's a, a long list of people I wish I had the chance to work with, and he was certainly one of them. So I, it's nice to hear such glowing things about someone I always idolize from someone who actually got to work with them. Uh, Megan Pacerno! <laughs> we did. Um, that's
1: Pissarino, thank you. <laughs> oh,
0: Pissarino, thank you Miss Pissarino. This was <laughs> uh, a real blast getting to getting to talk to you and getting to know you a little bit and um, and just exchange some stories and some heartfelt moments here on the podcast. I can't thank you enough for coming and and checking it out. Uh, can you just let our listeners know when will they expect uh, Phantom of the Opera to return? What is the date?
1: Okay, the date is october 22nd oh my gosh i cannot wait to hear that overture
0: (laughs) yes indeed that's gonna be mega the audience will be roaring and uh, i'm very excited for you and and when you see the cast please tell the ones i i know and love that i love them tell ben i say hello and i love him and uh thanks again for coming on this was a lot of fun megan i hope you had a good time
1: (laughs) yes i did thanks for having me
0: Awesome. Take care. Thanks for listening, everybody. Now We're Talking is a very proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network, and you can find out more about me and this podcast at bpn.fm slash Now We're Talking. We're also on Instagram at NWTPodcast or on Twitter at NWT underscore pod. Special thanks to Megan Pacerno. Good luck in Phantom of the Opera reopening October 22nd on Broadway. Guys, make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your wonderful podcast and if you feel like supporting us please be sure to check us out on patreon at patreon.com slash nwt podcast keep tuning in every monday for a new episode with a new amazing guest until then have a great week